You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me is my co-host, Lacia Finley. Happy Monday. Happy Memorial Day, actually. Happy Memorial Day to everyone out there. And if you're a veteran, thank you for your service. Exactly. Exactly. Or we'll remember those who absolutely fought for us, for Mm -hmm. sure. Absolutely. And uh, normally, I would say that, you know, I, I debated on whether or not we would do a show this week, and I thought, yeah, well, we'll go ahead and do a show. Why not? You know? Yeah, you can have we, this on in the background not. while you're barbecuing and doing all that That's fun right. stuff. Yeah. Have a lot of fun while you're doing all that and cooking out and drinking beers and whatever you're doing. I already got my partying out of the way. I had had a nice weekend. Got to see my brother in his his new place, so that was, that was pretty fun. nice. Yeah, they got That's a real nice place. I can't wait to go back. <laughs> you know, I gotta stay a little longer next time, huh? Yeah, that's the hope. Oh yeah, for sure. Because we we debated we wanted to stay a little longer, but uh, had to get home. The kid, you know, that's part of being a parent. So kind of, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> we'll we'll get it next time. So uh, what you been playing? Well, um, I finished a Plague Tale Innocence. So okay. I can say that it is a really, really good game. It's uh, good. it gets, it's good, and like the way it ends without saying any spoilers, like the main boss. Oh, I wish I could say because I don't really want to be that person that throws out spoilers, but it's just mm. it's kind of ridiculous in how it's done, but Fair done enough. well. Okay. I'll tell you afterwards, so I'm not like okay. the one like spoiling it on the airwaves for anybody. But uh, yeah, it's really good. It took me about 15 hours to complete, so I think it's it's worth it. it was written very well. It's a gorgeous game. I got nothing bad to say about it. Got nothing bad to say about it. So and now I'm looking for that next one that's really going to catch my eye because I feel like there's not any other games coming out right now that I'm just like really rearing up to play, you know. So yeah, hopefully we'll find something new soon. And then I fired up Beat Saber again today for the first time mm-hmm. in a while because it just came out of early access. So um, now I just got to redo all of my my mods again. They added a map leveler. I haven't played uh-huh. with it yet, so I wonder if that's their way of being like, hey, create your own stuff. You don't have to do yeah, this every time we do an update because you think the mods are our problem. <laughs> 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 so I don't know. I haven't played with it yet, but uh, so that that's the only really big new thing that I've seen that's been added in because um, I've never played any of the campaigns because I was playing it for so long beforehand that when the campaign came to PC, it started on easy and I just couldn't force myself to get through that whole thing because it was just kind of dull to me because I was already doing like expert and expert plus at that point. So <laughs> we'll right. see maybe later on. But Meh. that I think is about it. How about you? Well, we uh, Katrina and I went back to Overcook to see how better we could get. We we actually got a lot better about it, you know, trying yeah. to understand the 
the processes and what we needed to do. And we actually, some of the ones that we had gotten only one or two stars on, we got three stars. So we were starting to feel it out and be like, okay, I think, I think we've got a good pattern here. So mm-hmm. we did it for a while until we got into, again, harder areas. And it was just like, okay, we're, we're done. We, we <laughs> figured it out to a point. Nah, you know, now we need a break. Right. Uh, I actually, and you know, this, this is one of those things where I've complained all the time and I say, I don't need any more games. I don't need any more games. I got a backlog. And then what do I do? I buy a new game. <laughs> I can't help it. It's just you know, how it, it is, man. It is. Uh, but I played Castlevania because I got the Castlevania collection, mm-hmm. uh, that came out and, I mean, it's Castlevania. I mean, I can't say anything about it. You know, if you've ever played the original and you're familiar with it, I've did they uh, redress it up at least, or they they I guess did what you can do for a game like that, where it's an HD, but then they also have those filters to kind of give it that old school feel to it. Sure. You know, where you can put on the, the the lines or the pixels or however you want it, but it it looks like the game did. Mm-hmm. You can put it in widescreen. You can do it in just the the four three ratio, which is more accurate to what it was meant for. And then you yeah. put the bars on the side. So that's how I play it because mm-hmm. I don't I don't need it to be. It doesn't have to fill up the entire screen. It's no big deal. It's fine. Yeah. Um. So I mean, just I've never played through the original Castlevania before. In I feel fact, like I did. I know I've played it, but I don't yeah. think I've played it from beginning to end. Yeah. Not so, sure. I know, like, out of the collection, the games that are there, I know Castlevania Four from the, from the Super NES. I know mm-hmm. I played that, and I played it to death because I loved that game. Yeah. But 2, I don't ever remember playing, and 3... I'm not sure either. I I feel like maybe I played it a little, but not. Yeah, it's been so long. And then the other four games that are on there, I'm pretty sure I've never played because it was like a Sega Genesis version, a Game Boy version. What else was on there? And then there are two others I I don't even remember. I think one was called Kid Dracula, and it's like a, I don't want to say a parody on the game, but something like that you know it's not meant to be taken seriously in that regard but it's a castlevania-esque game but done in a kid jokey friend i don't know i've never i feel like i've heard of it, but i've never played it so i'm intrigued to play them and the reason i feel like i'll get through all these this time especially if they have all they all have this feature is castlevania playing it now has a save feature that you can put on it Anytime. Oh, yeah. Now there's a step up for sure. (laughs) Exactly. So what I've been doing is if I hit a spot, I'll save, go through it. And if I feel like I'm getting through it, I'll just keep going, save it again when I get to the next section. But if I'm struggling, I can just hit load and try it again. So I don't have to worry about instant game over and never getting back to my spot. So I'm like, yeah, I can do this. This I can deal with having a save spot. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm okay with that. So it'll allow me and make me feel more comfortable about getting through the games because even if I hit a snag somewhere, I'm not going to lose my entire progress and have to play the entire game over. I can just say, Mm -hmm. reload, and then go back and be like, okay, what did I do here? Okay, I got you now. And then I'm good. So 
The I'm looking forward to playing the old it. days, man. Right. <laughs> if so you're lucky I, enough to get a code, you know, right? <laughs> at least exactly. Bring it back to a certain spot, not necessarily where you left off, but. So I'm hoping. I I need to put my foot down and say this is the last game <laughs> I am buying for a while because there are eight there, mm-hmm. and I yeah, know I'll play lot. at least. I know at least I'll play four of them. I still want to go back and finish Spyro 2, and I've still got Spyro 3. So th- I've, yeah. I've got plenty of games. I just need to stop. I just I don't need to do it anymore. And I don't know why. When, when you see a deal, like, you know, we know how deals are. We look at them I and it's like, that's a deal. Too. I'm like, oh, $3, sure. But then you exactly. spend $3 games, and then you play mm-hmm. like two of them. You're like, what am I doing? Yeah, Exactly. I just, that's that's what I need to convince myself. I've got plenty. I understand it's a great deal sitting in front of me right now. But it will come back. It will. There will be another sale at some point. Just chill out. It'll be there later. Slow so, roll. yes, I've got plenty to play. I've got so much to play right now. I just need to stop and just get through what I got. So, there was that. Uh, the last game that I played, and I'm bringing this up because I got myself... A beta to the Super Mario Kart Tour, which Mm -hmm. is a mobile game of Mario Kart. I signed up for it. Didn't expect to get an invite, so I was really happy to see that I got one. Uh, Got to try it out, and it plays not how you would expect. I guess um, initially my thoughts were, okay, I'm going to be playing this, you know, maybe like, turn my phone on its side and then there's going to be little controls and you just kind of like you would Mario Kart and then try to figure it out. Sure. You can play it with your thumb. You have your phone upright and you just, as long as you don't touch the screen, your car will go straight. You want to turn it, you just slide your finger and that's how you turn. So it can get a little tricky, Yeah, but it's actually, but it's actually very uh, receptive to your touch. So it's not as hard as you would think, but it can't. You can you can overcorrect, right. and you know if you're not thinking about it. So if you let so, go, does it straighten itself back out? Yes, or you have to come back over. So okay. if, yeah, if you know that you're hitting a straight stretch, just get your finger off of it and let it go. As long as you are feeling comfortable that you'll stay on a straight stretch of road. Mm-hmm. So that worked then and the way they kind of eased you into it in the tutorial is like all right you're going to go one one lap just figuring out the controls feeling like you you've got you know how to play pretty much and then once you get into the second lap they're like okay now we're going to bring in some other players or other drivers and and weapons and i guess your shells and your stars and everything and we're going to get you acclimated to that and it's essentially for that you'll get 3 items for every uh question mark block you run by and then you just tap the screen and then whatever you have in your inventory will be used kind of down the line however you got them okay. so it's it's a simplified version of mario kart that works i didn't run into any issues as of yet because they did say you know it is in beta so right. you're kind uh, of our test monkeys yeah it, here. it could crash anything could happen just let us know I haven't come across any problems, and I feel like maybe with a, I'm not really sure what they could tweak as of yet, because I feel like right now it's it's good as is, and I don't know how you could make it better considering how you're playing, mm-hmm. 
So if you're a fan of Mario Kart, I probably would recommend it. You know, I think I think Mario Kart fans or is it closed right now? Right now it's closed beta, as far as I know. So uh, hopefully it'll be up pretty soon where other people can try it. And the other thing I'm trying to figure out as well is I don't know if I would assume, considering this is Nintendo, it will be a paid app because I think Super Mario Jump was a ten dollar app. Um, I know the Animal Crossing game they did some time ago was free, but I feel like there was another one they did that you had to pay for, but I can't remember what it was. So if this was a paid app that you had to pay $10 for, as long as there was a lot you were getting out of it, I don't think it would be that bad. I don't know. With mobile games, I would rather just pay up front. Yeah. And I know that's I'm, why they don't do that because they, they're going to make more money off of you in the long run by buying coins or speeding mm-hmm. up a process or whatever it is. But sure. I'd almost rather just pay 15, 20 bucks. Let me play the damn yeah. game. You know, but uh, I understand but, why they do it the other way. Sure. And I will say, in defense of it being free, I do remember there being a disclaimer somewhere that said there are in-app purchases so there are microtransactions so sure. if it does wind up free it's not i wouldn't be surprised yeah well they got that's how you're gonna somehow, sure you know. so even if it is a ridiculously overdone <laughs> yeah so for anyone out there who's who's looking forward to this who's heard about it keep your eyes open for your you know ios android i've got an android so i'm sure it'll be on all platforms check it out if you can, when you can, I'm recommending it right now just in a beta. If something yeah. changes, I'll let you know. But I think it's it's highly recommended cool. if yeah. you're a fan. So let's talk about some news. Let's do I've, it. Got, I've got a bit. Yeah, a decent news week, yeah. Yeah, I even had to pencil in some last right? minute. So uh, we had some interesting things drop in. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is the... Head honcho over at Xbox, Phil Spencer, he posted an editorial last week that called for the unification of gamers, saying that there is no room for exclusion in the gaming world. He stated point blank that no one owns gaming and that the medium is open to any and everyone, and while gaming has been embraced by more and more people, he notes that the increase of hate speech, bigotry, and misogyny is unacceptable. And the reason for this piece was not only to express these concerns, but to announce steps to combat such behavior, hoping to shut it down as quickly as they can and bring joy back to the gamers. So I, th- I love hearing that a lot of these companies are making this stance now. Right. We need to stop this. We need to shut it down. It just There's no place for it. Come together and figure out how we can actually make repercussions for those who still want to engage in it, too. I mm-hmm. mean, I know that's a hard one to tackle, but... Uh... Like, how do you, in fact, punish this anonymous person whose IP address can change as soon as you reboot your modem? You know, so mm-hmm. uh, it's nice to hear, though, that take it seriously and hopefully we'll we'll figure some things out here. I mean, those things, particularly people like that, people who just want to be hateful, who just want to ruin it. for That's why I don't want to play online. Right. That's exactly why I would have no desire for it. Until I know that I could play online and have fun genuine fun with the people i'm playing with i just don't want any part of it i usually just wait till i have a full group of friends yeah if it's a game i really want to play because like i refuse to just play with randoms anymore 
for that. And this, and and you know, that's that's where I'll argue in favor of crossplay because we have so many friends, but not everybody has the same platform. You play more PC, I play more PlayStation. Well, now we I'm forced cross-play. to play more PC too. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to whine about that at the beginning of the podcast. But no, go ahead now because <laughs> yeah, her- my poor PS4 it died its final death. Oh. And I'm so sad. <laughs> the body was still warm. But uh, yeah, just right when Blood and Truth VR was about to come out too, man. Yeah. Ah, I so mean, sad. I would love. I think that's this week too. Gosh, dang it. Yeah. I would love yeah. to sit here and tell you to just wait for PlayStation 5, but we don't know how long that'll be. No. So. Yeah, it's going to be a while. I might find just some like refurbed, like the cheapest I yeah. get is like 250 bucks still even for a refurbed one. And we're not talking the pro, so just getting another regular PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So guess that's what I'll be trying to do the next couple months is saving a couple hundred yeah. bucks to bring that back into my life. I mean, right at this point right now, it's life cycle to buy a new one. I, I wouldn't. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Refurbished. Yeah. Just go for that. If you, I, if you I, need there's it. plenty of places I can buy it where it'll still come with a warranty. So mm. sure. Anyway. Yeah. So those who gets to play blood and truth PSVR, let me know how it is. <laughs> I was so close. I was so close. I've been so waiting for this game for a while. Man. I guess it's good that it died before you got it because wouldn't that have sucked to have had it booted it up and then just the moment you were getting ready to play it, boom, it died. That's true, but it's still going to come to me in the mail is the problem because I already had bought it, so it would come to me so that so oh. when it comes in the mail, I'm going to stare at it. <laughs> probably a tear out of my left eye. We're like, we almost were together. It was so close. Okay, that is to torturous. Make friends with a PlayStation VR, maybe. Damn. <laughs> Can I borrow your PlayStation? <laughs> come Please. on, man, I need that. Anyways, well, so while back we're to the on, news. <laughs> yeah, while we're on the subject of PlayStation, uh, last week Sony Interactive Entertainment launched PlayStation Productions, mm-hmm. which is a yeah. television and film division of the company that will be in charge of managing PlayStation franchises into those genres. Now, by taking what they consider the Marvel approach of things, uh, which some can do and some have failed, The company is hoping to create new content based on beloved franchises that fans can enjoy. And while the company with the head of production of any, or while it will head the production of any film and TV project, Sony Studios will assist in the distribution of said project. So obviously the first big question would come to mind with such an announcement is what are they going to adapt first? Because they've got some pretty good franchises to pick from. Uh, it seems the answer to that question will be a TV series based on Twisted Metal, which seems like an odd choice. Interesting. Okay. Well, I so, mean, I don't really know if there's like a huge storyline to that. I've never played them. I'm familiar-ish hmm. with the concept of it. Um, so maybe that could be cool. Cause, I mean, Maybe. I just feel like I mean, with th- a lot of like their bigger ones... Well, we've had this yeah. discussion, I think, before. Like they've they've done that story, so to adapt yeah. it into another medium, I guess, is only beneficial for those who don't game and maybe sure. want to mm-hmm. see the story. But um, and yeah. I mean, if this is based on something that really doesn't have a deep story, you can develop one and just kind of work. Yeah, a little bit more liberties in. on how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. See, like I think a lot of people would have expected something like God of War. 
No, you know, no. granted, like we said, the story's been done, mm-hmm. and I feel like it could be interesting if you wanted to take a twist on it, maybe. Um, I don't really know how you would take a twist on it, but I don't know. There's something there that they could possibly do if they wanted to flesh it out a little bit more, but maybe not. I don't know. But at the same time, that's a huge undertaking. You're talking about something massive that you'd have to have a lot of money behind. So maybe they want to see, start small, see how it works, and then maybe they can get that built in, and then they can spend that money. Because if you really look at what Marvel did, they started small. You know, Iron Man and Thor and everything. They may have looked grand, but they were really small-scale films compared to what they're doing now. Oh, good God. They made that money. And the money they spent on something like Endgame could not have been done 10 years ago unless they made that money. So maybe that's... Again, I think they said that uh, Sean Layden mentioned that they had spoken to the heads of Marvel, like Kevin Feige, to understand how they they did what they did and tried to get a grasp on it and say, okay, can we do that? Sure. So we'll see. I'd like yeah. to see what else they come out with. I just know that watching PlayStation video, which is I'm, I'm going to assume that's where all this is going to go, maybe. Maybe it'll go to TV. I think that'd be better for it, honestly. Because well, I tried watching... to drive traffic to their own thing, I could, well, I could see you see on something like that, you know. I tried like watching Netflix, its originals. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, well, see, I tried watching. I tried watching Powers when they had that on PlayStation Video. I watched season one, and then I never came back to season two because it was just out of the way. You know, I'm on yeah, Netflix. I've never, I've never ventured on that at all. It's just it. I, I know it's there. It's easily accessible, but I'm always on Netflix or I'm always on Amazon or all these other apps. It's much like the Steam and Epic problem. You will have this one little area you just want to stay, and when you have to venture off, it's just like eh. and all it is is a click of a button. It's the weirdest damn thing. I don't well, know for why me, it's, it's so just hard. Forgetting where the damn game is. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like I bought it. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've run into the issue where I might buy it again because I've forgotten I had it mm-hmm. on another thing. <laughs> I think I've done that accidentally with GOG, where I'm like, damn it, I already had it on GOG. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Saw it on sale on Steam, bought it. I'm like, well, now I got it twice. <laughs> so there's that. We'll see how that goes. Uh, we'll update you if we hear anything else about the Twisted Metal series. Uh, the next thing I've got is last week. We mentioned, or I guess the last week's show, we mentioned that the Epic Games Store mega sale that's actually going on right now uh, until June 13th. Now, you mentioned something about, we were talking about one of the games that was on sale, I think uh, the uh, Quantic Dream Games. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you said, oh, I think I saw it for 10 bucks," And then you went back, and I think it was either gone or maybe it had gone back up. No, I think it I was still 10 Well, at that time. Was still t- like, at that I time. I checked in a while, yeah. So it seems, from what we gleaned from this, it's funny because we were right there on the cusp of it and we didn't even know it, <laughs> mm-hmm. is that apparently this was a problem for many publishers because upon realizing that a lot of these games that were not yet released were being discounted, these publishers started pulling their unreleased games from the storefront. And while a lucky few did nab the discounts on the games, they will have their deal honored. 
it does seem that Epic Games didn't quite discuss the sale with the publishers and just made kind of a blanket sale on everything. Yeah. I guess and when you're new to the block, you don't know how to do these things, huh? I, apparently not, <laughs> because another thing that seemed interesting about it is nobody has really come forward about it you know i mean about what happened all i've seen is all these publishers saying hey you know the game's been taken off it'll be back Mm -hmm. we apologize for anything that may have but nobody has said hey look this is what happened like epic has not even come forward and say hey we apologize we made a mistake nothing's been said it's just it happened and everybody's just like okay well i guess that's a thing that happened it just seems shady on Epic's part to do that to them because what are they benefiting out of it? Right. You know? I mean, I'm sure they just wanted to do another big sale. Like, hey, we could drive traffic without strong arming the people into coming to our store. Look, we can yeah, do what but- Steam does. We could do really huge sales without thinking that, you know, maybe we need to tell the publishers as well or the developers mm-hmm. if there's no publisher that, you know, that's dipping into their money possibly as well. Yeah, um, for sure. And I think they. If correct me if I'm wrong, I thought I read something too where uh, Epic was like, okay, that's all going to come out of our cut since it all kind of came to a head. They're like, okay, well, the publisher won't lose the money or whatever at this point. You know, we'll. I missed that, but on that, but um, I'd have to refine the article I was reading. But I would hope so. Probably I would something hope so. off Kotaku because I feel like they're the only ones that talk about this still. But hmm. well, I'm, I would hope so because that would be fair. Right. That would be more than fair. So hopefully that's the case. Like I understand uh, with the pre-order ones, like they're yeah. still trying to get their money to develop the game for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Now another story I've got is GameStop announced changes to its pro membership program, with the cost of the membership going up from fourteen ninety nine a year to nineteen ninety nine a year, which doesn't seem all that bad, but still people complain about five bucks. Uh, but what's interesting about this, if you think about it, uh, it's also discontinuing its 10% off pre-owned games perk in favor of a $5 reward certificate that will be given to members every month, but will not roll over. Right, so yeah. you get $5 a month and you can put it to whatever and that's it. Which I don't know that I buy enough physical copies of games each month. I don't either. Because it's what? I, use it or lose it, right? So the next month yeah. you get your new one and it's it's gone. So Exactly. Um, so I mean you it's don't kind use of it the equivalent, much. I guess, of like ten percent, fifty, sixty dollar game, you get five dollars off, you know. Yeah. But uh yeah, I don't know that I'll be renewing it to be fair. Now with the announcement of this coming down the pipeline. Obviously, the impending hatred of all things had to chime in and bash GameStop saying, we hate this, this is terrible, why? However, this change (laughs) was in fact, yeah, this change was in fact put into place after a result of a consumer research poll showed that members were in favor of the reward certificate over the discount. So blame yourselves. You did this. If you're going to buy a $20 used game, $5 is more than 10%. Mm-hmm. They, they hear the numbers and they're like, 10, 10, that's bigger than five. I know math. I went to kindergarten. And then they get <laughs> like, mad. I feel like it's not that bad of a deal. Like raising the price. I don't know. I mean, how often, I guess, did do people use it if you're one of those that still really hammers in going into GameStop? I yeah. feel like you might see the benefit more doing it that way. But um, like I me, feel I, like... I go very rarely anymore. That Yeah. 
since I do PC game the most. I mean, I'll go into a GameStop twice a year, if that. I'm rarely yeah, there. I, I just pre-ordered a game, had it sent there, and then I just go pick it up. Because if I'm I'll still just... playing console games, like I still want the physical copy. That's just me being old school. I want the game yeah. itself in I my mean, hand. I'll go there to browse. You know, if I just happen to be in the area, it's there, and I'm like, eh, I'll, just, I'll go look around, see what's there. And I never buy anything. I just browse. Never buy anything. And then, of course, when I go in, hey, do you want to renew your membership? No, I don't. I'll never be I back. I just always do. <laughs> like, I just feel like I have They make it sound so appealing. Yeah. I think I've just, so, like, just given up on, like, what am I actually getting out of this? I don't know. Here, fine. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's talk about some quick hits. So, I had to put this, I penciled this in. Uh, this is one of those things that we got last minute, just popped up yesterday for us. Yeah. Uh, the World Health Organization has made gaming disorder a recognized illness. Mm -hmm. That is I not surprising. And, of course, Twitter had their own. I, I love that Twitter's the people now. I yeah, it, it is. It me. I don't know why that that's become the, the norm to go with, what does Twitter think about it? But, uh, yeah, nobody quite taking it seriously. I, I, no. I, you know, I get lost in my Twitter threads. And mm. sure enough, everybody's making these jokes. Well, I got 5,000 hours in this game. I guess I can collect my disability in 2022 or whatever and going through these whole things. So I just like people be very clear. What they're calling it as an addiction is, does the rest of your life suffer because of this disease? Can you not hold a job? Are you screwing up your relationship? Are you in an internet cafe and like falling over with a heart attack because you haven't moved for two days straight? We're not talking about how many hours you put into a game. So right. same with alcoholism or being addicted to opioids or things that inhibit you from living your normal day-to-day -day life. Correct. I'm not going to be collecting disability anytime soon. I still go to work. I still function in society. And I still have 300 hours in my favorite game of choice or 900 hours. Of this. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not what, what it's going to be. So like as much as people, I know some of them are just joking and throwing this out there. But I mean, there you read a lot of these stories. There's a lot of people like legitimately as with anything where it's actually getting in the way of you living your life. And so don't go back to being like trying to ban games again. Like, no, I no, told no. You, games were bad for people, blah, blah. Anything in excess is. I mean, I will even admit, and I don't know if I've admitted this publicly to anyone or not, but I've, I've, I don't want to say been there, but I think, I, you know, there was a time I, I treaded in that category very briefly when I was younger, mm -hmm. more susceptible to it. I I remember a time that a new game had come. I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was the Ocarina of Time. The Legend of Zelda okay. Ocarina of Time had just come out. Um, I had a job, and I remember missing work to stay home to play it. Faking illness. And I don't do it now. I would never do it now. Right. But I remember doing that. And that's that could hurt me. You know, if yeah. I didn't have time off, you know, I'm losing money 
just to stay home and play a game? How is that benefiting yeah. me? You know, exactly. so. And we're not talking that, about the random requesting off a day because of a release. No, we're talking <laughs> you know? about yeah. genuinely, like, it, it's in your head and it's going to destroy everything in your life because you're just saying this game is more important than work, than a relationship, than whatever you got going on. This game trumps it all. It is the number one thing in my life. Everything else doesn't matter. That's when it's a disorder. That's when it's a problem. And I'm sure so, you could insert whatever it was there. It was just this person got addicted to games. Sure. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you can read these stories. I'm sure you've read them all over the years about people in these internet cafes that basically live there, that have been there for two, three, four, five days straight. Or, you know, I mean, I think I remember reading one story about a guy in, was it Russia or whatever, that mm-hmm. when Fallout 4 came out, he lost his girlfriend, he lost his job, he tried suing Bethesda for like the equivalent of $7,000, which I find kind of hilarious that they went for like 7000 and not anything. Yeah. But, you know, like th- things like that. If you're being ambulanced out of somewhere because you just couldn't be bothered to take care of your own self, that's a disorder. Mm-hmm. Not because you stayed up till 4 a.m. playing Call of Duty. No. no, no. Uh, what else we got? Uh, the Dark Pictures, Man of Medan, yeah. which we played at PAX, has a release <laughs> date. not going to be able to play. No. <laughs> maybe you will, maybe. maybe uh, because the release date... Is August thirtieth, oh, okay. so you've got you've got a few months. I got some time. Got yeah. some time. And it will be on the PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and PC. No word yet I, if it's an epic epic exclusive. I forgot it was going to be on PC. I'm yeah. good. I'm good. I'm good. That's so you're I'm fine. You're fine. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, did you know that the next Call of Duty game will be called Call of Duty Modern Warfare? I did hear about that. Like, are they rebooting this entire thing? I think that's the uh, the, the going rebuild. story right now. Yeah. That maybe it's a soft reboot of the franchise, going back to a game that was very popular for them. Uh, so, I, I don't, I don't have I don't a dog know. in that race. I don't care. I don't but either. I mean, yeah. good for good for you. I mean, if that that makes you happy, if you're excited about modern warfare, and then of course I've heard, you know, this is. Is it EA that does Call of Duty, right? Which sounds I about right. So. It'd have to be. It'd have to be. Let's say it's EA. <laughs> it's one of these companies. Could, if only there was a device where I could look this up on. Yeah, but <laughs> for them to, you know, if they didn't make their money back on the last game, they're trying to find a way to appeal the, to the audiences. What can they do? And then Activision. they come up with this. Oh, it's Activision. Yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> like for some Still, reason it quite sound right. Activision, Blizzard. Activision. They're just as bad. So it's one of those companies that's always looking to make money, and this is just another ploy to make money. So good for them, supposedly. Well, hopefully they at least just do it right and the fans love it. That's all that matters yeah. in the long run, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So, If they never made another one, I wouldn't shed a tear. Uh, a demo for Final Fantasy VII Remake is said to be an exclusive on play- for PlayStation Plus members. Oh. And I know that you are going to be so sad that you don't have a PlayStation I to know. play this. Because I know you were looking forward to this. Uh-huh. I know what a Final Fantasy fan you are. Yep. yep. I've heard the name. <laughs> I am aware of its existence. 
It has been confirmed. Confirmed. I know we had this in Truth or Trash. It has been confirmed that George R.R. Martin is working on a new video game with From Software. Oh, boy. Uh, it is being... Rumors are floating around that is going to be called Great Rune, but that has not oh, been confirmed as of yet. The question is, will he finish it? Oh. Ah, burn! Oh. That was I got a good nothing one. for love for you, man, but... Oh, no. <laughs> of course, you know, he can't finish the book now. Right. Unless he re completely rewrites the ending, because people are just going to be pissed about that, too. So... Yeah, and if you don't know what we're talking about, Game of Thrones, then don't worry about it. We won't go into detail. Yeah, but, but he hadn't finished it yet. He'll probably obviously how the show actually was finished and call it a day. Yeah, that's that just was. like you know what? That's how I was going to do it. Maybe a little bit more detail, but they just you know read what? my mind, man. It's yeah, it's amazing. So, oh, sorry, I don't I have to finish the book the now. Microphone <laughs> just smacked it. Uh, Marvel and the Chinese internet company NetEase announced a collaboration to create original content based on Marvel properties such as comic books, TV shows, and even video games, which I would assume are all for China. Sure. You know, try to get that, uh, meet their standards or whatever. Yeah. I'm sure we'll... I'm going to be interested to see how this plays out now with this law going into effect, like... I can't wait to see videos of what mm -hmm. here's what you play in China versus what the rest of the world gets. I think we'll start seeing a lot more of these deals where companies are trying to just say, "Here, you know what your you know your country needs. We'll just kind of mm -hmm. you can use Spider Man for this and just make it as Spider Man PC as possible for China." Or will the rest of us get censored because that's such a huge gaming market, man? Like. You can't ignore that side of the world because, like, they. You think we? I mean, we've seen purchase video games. We've seen censorship that comes over here that doesn't happen in Japan. So, That's true. Who knows? We'll That's see. True. It, it yeah. may filter over. It may not. They may get heavily censored games while we still get our usual gore fests and whatever. Right. Uh, Sony has announced plans to strengthen its exclusives library by purchasing more studios. I think it's starting to feel like Microsoft is uh, nabbing up all the good ones, so they need to start getting in there. <sighs> but did they really nab any good ones? Do <laughs> I mean, Microsoft? I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, was just actually thinking. I'm like... Obsidian. I'll, I'll yeah, give them that. Yeah. Obsidian's good. Rare used to be good. True. I thought that was done now. See? It's all so, so hazy. Mm. I just, I wish, uh, I can't change history. I'm just, forget all the wish fulfillment. I just wish somebody else would have gotten rare. Yeah. Nintendo should have got them because they were working with them for so long. Just, it's so sad. Anyway. Uh, money though. Willing to work it over. Speaking of dead things, THQ Nordic randomly confirmed that Dead Island 2 is still happening, which yeah. no one has thought about for a couple of years because we thought it was not going to happen. I wasn't even on my mind anymore. Nope. So, uh, I mean, if they still want to do it, good. Okay, good. Yeah. But I, I think everyone's kind of moved on, but we'll see. Who knows? Hey, do you remember the Ua? O U Y A, Oya, Oya. 
no. Okay, it was supposed to be a console <laughs> for Japan. Okay. A gaming console. <laughs> it was this little silver cube. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Doesn't matter. Anyway, sure. it was a shit console, and now its storefront is shutting down. So, uh, well, it's dead. Which <laughs> okay. might be why I didn't remember anything yeah. about it. If you if you were still hoping it was going to make it smooth anytime soon, it's dead. Stop. Uh, yeah, a VR game for Doctor Who was announced. So if you're a what okay. a, what are they called? A who 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 fanatics who files? Oh yeah, who are the what do they call themselves? Who are they? <laughs> who are you? Who 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 who? So yeah, if you're into Doctor Who, there's a there's a VR game out there coming for you. <laughs> But one hey, thing I, I am, it. I'm a bit more excited for, a little bit more. I got news: that yeah. Travis Strikes Again is coming to the PlayStation Four and the PC. Very happy. Booyah! <laughs> you were excited. I didn't about have that. to buy a Switch. Sweet. <laughs> So up yours, Nintendo. No, I still. Love <laughs> no, right. we still love you. Yeah, I just didn't want to buy your console. No, I don't have to. I may at some point. Right. Just, just at I don't have time. time. I don't have time. Yeah. I've already said I got too many games to play. I don't have time for another console. I don't and have time you for just PC. Buy the same games again because now you can just take it on the go. Mm. <laughs> yeah, know? I'm not doing that. Not doing that. Uh, what else I got? Oh. Planet Coaster. I don't know if you play. I've never played it. But uh, for those fans who who like Planet Coaster, it's getting some brand new content in the form of Ghostbusters DLC. And and it will feature Dan Aykroyd reprising Ray Stance and helping you do your thing. That'd be kind of neat. for them. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Derek Kolstad, whose name you might not be familiar with, but his work, uh, he co-wrote all three John Wick movies. He is currently working on the film adaptation of Just Cause. I did not know they were making a film adaptation of that. I did not either, but he is on it. I'm curious if this will be a well-thought-out movie or just... Action! In your face! Boom, boom, boom! Action! I mean, isn't that kind of what the game is? Yeah, but there is a story. There is, It's just, yeah. can you can you balance a good story and some wild-ass action? Because I, if I go in to see the movie, depending on what I hear, because I'm already going to put my hopes in the it's going to be garbage bin. I hate to say that. Hey, but John Wick were good movies, though. No, they were. They were. the third one yet. I got to go do that, but... They were. I just mean the expectation of where video game movies normally lie. My expectations are very low. the director, though? I don't know yet. That usually makes the whole... They need an action director, that's for sure. So Hopefully someone who's a fan of the games, too. I feel like we always had better success when you have the director who's actually a fan of the series. And I'm talking like we have so many amazing video game movies to pull from, of course. But... Uh, as you remember from last week, but <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, like just be a fan of it, or at least watched enough of it to understand. I mean, there's the, the gist, the feel. Yeah, of the I mean, game. there's a good story there. 
that they can they can work with. They mm-hmm. if they want to adapt some of the elements from the other games, don't don't start from the first one. If there's not enough there, then then take elements from the other games. It's essentially we, about we, a guy. We have five to pull from now. Four. Five of them, right? Four. Four. Hmm. But it's about a guy who's trying to help countries overthrow a dictator. You know. That seemed to be the plot that I, I kind of gathered from all of them. So just kind of yeah. work with that. Work with this team. Build a story. And then worry about the action set pieces. Do that. Get the story right. Mm-hmm. Then throw in all the crazy. Because I want to see some crazy action. I at least want to see that. I know what yeah. this game is about. I want to see some crazy stuff. So I will suspend disbelief for this movie. But gotcha. give me a good story that I can get into and people I can invest in. Uh, and while we're talking about uh, garbage video game movies, we don't know it's garbage. We don't know it's garbage. <laughs> Just a knee-jerk reaction at this point. <laughs> right. But Sonic the Hedgehog has officially been delayed until yep. February 14th, 2020. Uh, February 14th of 2020. I'm going to... This was my... Valentine's Day flick, huh? Yeah. Now, this was my reaction to that. These people better have absolute faith that this is a great movie. Because if you're going to spend money to fix his design and you still have a shit film, then you have wasted your money. There's absolutely no reason to do this unless you have complete and total faith in your narrative. Yeah. That's well, just I mean, what I'm how saying. How much did Jim Carrey cost? Just saying. It's probably in their benefit to keep that... Uh keep that yeah. flowing <laughs> but but in all fairness no offense to jim carrey but in all fairness i don't think his value is as high as it used to be well that's probably fair yeah he's not 20 million dollars jim carrey anymore just saying mm. but he's still good i liked him in kidding that showtime series that oh was my a good gosh show. yeah such a weird show it was but, but yeah. uh oddly satisfying <laughs> yeah very weird Okay, let's do some truth or trash, because, oh boy, do I have a lot of trash. And truth. Oh, and truth. So I should just say trash to everything. I might have better odds this week. Well, we don't know. We don't know. The (laughs) beauty of all these, I will say this, the beauty of all these bits is we will know by next month if they are confirmed or not. Okay. Or at least five of them. The first two are not in that category but we'll know this year we'll know for a fact but we shall see okay first up gears of war 5 will release in september gears of war 5 will release in september i don't know that i've been following this at all so let's just say trash okay Fine with me. I feel like all release dates are tentative until I see them actually in people's hands. Okay. Well, here's a here's a really good one for you. Okay. Watch Dogs 3 uh-huh. will release in November. Hmm. Didn't know we really needed to keep pulling at that thread. But well, um, <laughs> in November, you say, release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna say trash. Okay. I mean, I feel we like haven't, I haven't heard, heard enough hype about it yet, and don't yeah. we over hype. We do. Yeah. We we usually do. 
Now, the rest of these are all E3 related. Oh, okay. Okay. So, again, next month we'll ha- we'll know yay or nay. So, this is going to be good for points for the okay. year. A Predator VR game will be showcased at E3. True. Okay. Psychonauts 2 will be seen at E3. True. <laughs> I'm trying to think it through in my head. I gotta okay. I gotta replace the do I care part of it up. Right. Because that doesn't matter. Fable four will be announced at E3. Who does Fable? Uh I don't know, but it's a Microsoft title. I know it's usually an Xbox exclusive. Yeah, announced. True. Okay. I didn't know we were on four. Maybe that's where yep. I'm going to lose it. You you really well, meant to say three. <laughs> no, no, no. No, there's been a third one. <coughs> Speaking of fours, Darksiders 4 will be revealed at E3. True, because I feel like we've been talking about that. Okay. And then lastly, a reboot of Rare's Perfect Dark will be announced at E3 gonna say trash just because i haven't yet okay and i don't know what that game is so it was it was supposed to be like their spiritual successor to goldeneye on the n64 way back when and you know since goldeneye was so popular they needed another game that was kind of like goldeneye but wasn't goldeneye but it was theirs popular because of the era that we were in i don't you know yeah (laughs) it still wasn't a good so i mean they could probably (laughs) do it was when it when it was you know yeah i mean they could probably do it now but what are you going to do to make it different no i don't know i don't know either add uh who was who was the last james bond uh daniel craig Okay, so he's oh, in it. Craigie. Now. Boom, we've updated it. <laughs> yeah. Was he the last one? Hmm. Yeah, he was. You're probably right. All right, I got some weird news. Got one little bit for you. Ooh. Do you love drinking? Well, I mean, I imbibe from time to time, sure. Okay. What about, do, do you love Pokemon? I am aware of its existence. Okay. Well, <laughs> if, if, you, if you happen to be someone listening and you love both, mm-hmm. you may be in luck. Because an Australian-based company known as Viral Ventures is planning a tour featuring a Pokemon-themed bar that will travel to several cities in the U.S. as well as Australia and even Canada. This event will feature Pokemon-themed food and drinks and even a Pokemon tournament that people can participate in to be king, Pokemon champion, or whatever they call themselves, and uh, even a costume contest if you want to Dress up as a trainer, your favorite Pokemon or whatever, and you can win that award as well. Now, as of recording this, Viral Ventures has announced stops in Cleveland, Ohio, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Denver, Colorado, Vancouver in Canada, then Sydney, Melbourne, and Brisbane in Australia. Interesting. So, more dates and places will be announced Tickets are only $25 and will sell out fast. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be part of this, you got you to gotta be on top of it. So go to their website, sign up for the newsletter, and you'll get 
you know, a notification immediately when tickets go on sale. So that if, you, like if fun. you're, yeah, it could be fun. Pokemon yeah. bars. Like I want to order bars. a Magikarp shot, you know, or uh, I'm trying to think of some weird, a ghastly burger. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty yeah. good. Sure. I don't know. I'm sure Pokemon fans more than I would would have something yes, better than so like I can't help with the puns, but uh, mm. you know, go have fun. A side duck sandwich. Pictures. It makes your brain hurt. Okay. Do you want to buy something for a dollar? I hope so. Okay. I do you remember something cool. Do you, Do you remember that that Master Sword lamp that I tried selling you, and it yes. glows from the and it was, sounded pretty cool, right? Yeah. Sounds pretty sure, cool. Yeah. I, I thought it was pretty neat. I mean, I'd buy I'm it. I'm sure it is. Yeah. For okay. Well, bucks, I think it was. We were right in that sweet spot. Yeah. You. Yeah, I think y'all got it. So maybe, maybe, maybe that wasn't your cup of tea, but maybe you're still in the market for a lamp that's video game based in some way. Uh, so what if I offered you a an officially licensed Super Mario lamp? It comes with a lampshade that's got all the imagery of the game, you know, with the levels and the things, and you see the pipes and the bricks and the clouds and everything. <laughs> I don't know why I'm going that route. I don't know either, but I'm enjoying it. I was just, I was getting into it, and I was just thinking about those pudding pots and everything. Okay. Uh, anyway, you get the lampshade, and then it's got this base, and it comes down, and the base happens to be an NES controller. That okay. you can use to turn the lamp on and off, but you can also use the D-pad and dim the lights. Okay, so you can just cool. yeah. So yeah. you got an yeah. on off, and you got a little dimmer over here. So I mean, it's, it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, actually, yeah. it does. How big is it? Uh, I don't lamp? know. Table lamp. Yeah. So uh, well, I mean, it comes out in June, so you can pre-order it now huh how much how much you'd be willing to pay for this awesome piece of lamp shades <laughs> is it officially licensed it is ah, <laughs> like it makes any bearing <laughs> on my decision um okay i'll go with the same sweet spot let's say 20 bucks i feel like it's gonna be a little more because of the dimmer but uh, yeah yeah and and the fact that it's got that controller and it can just do it i mean it's 51.99 i mean it's oh. it's yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty nice, but you know well, you I have to pay top on dog. The last one, so maybe okay, so we'll we'll later. take that and just sweep it into that <laughs> one, right. and then you can get both. I want to say I said like fifty bucks probably <laughs> on the other one. So. Yeah. <clears throat> so there you go. Now you got maybe another lamp if we just order them together. I'm telling you, man, Sometime. I'm not getting any more lamps. Side story. Landlord went through our house and gave us a whole mess of new light bulbs. And they're all those brand new LED ones that last 2,000 years. And they're mm -hmm. as bright as the surface of the sun. I can <laughs> see everything, every dirt ball that I've left on the ground. I mean, it's insane. And I'm now, like, unscrewing two out of every four of the... Because we have the ones that's got, like, the four that's hanging. So it's, like, normal light in the room. So it doesn't burn all of my corneas out. <laughs> Enjoy all the light. My God, Just soak man. it in. It's so bright. That's all not right. what you need first thing in the morning is all I'm uh, saying. <laughs> sure, but I mean, it'll wake you up. 
So let's do some release dates real quick because there's a there's quite a few. And, okay, uh, tell I think me on got... something I want to play, man, because that's I'm I'm looking for something. Well, um, on May 28th tomorrow, you got Layers of Fear 2s coming out. That's true. Mm-hmm. PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Then we got Among the Sleep Enhanced Edition for Nintendo Switch. And then, of course, you're going to get Blood and Truth for the <laughs> PlayStation VR sitting on your shelf. Uh, but if you want another VR game that you know you want to play, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's VR Help Wanted is coming to PC. Oh, yeah. So you got that. Uh, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons for Nintendo Switch, which is actually a really good game. I would recommend that if you've never played it and you got a Switch. I enjoy that game. I feel like I had played that on PlayStation. Mm -hmm. Unruly Heroes for PlayStation 4. Opus Collection for Nintendo Switch. Lapis X Labyrinth or Versus Labyrinth. I don't know how they do this X thing in Japan. I really don't. We'll just say X. Mm -hmm. Lapis X Labyrinth for PlayStation 4 or Nintendo Switch. Uh, Crystal Crisis for PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. Gollum Gates for PlayStation 4. Battle Worlds Kronos for Nintendo Switch. Cricket 19. That sounds fun. For Xbox One. Little Friends, Dogs and Cats for Nintendo Switch. Kingdom Come Deliverance Royal Edition for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. And Crime Sharp. Or, excuse me, Chime. It looked like an R. <laughs> Chime Sharp for Nintendo Switch. Then on the 29th, we have Among the Sleep Enhanced Edition for PlayStation 4, Vectronom for Nintendo Switch and PC, Void Bastards for Xbox One and PC, Tech for Nintendo Switch, Warlock's Tower for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Happy Words for Nintendo Switch. Then on May 30th, another big release that I think people... No, this is not the one I'm thinking of. This is that one that got everyone pissed. Uh, Outer Wilds. Oh, yeah. Uh, going to the Epic Store on PC yeah. and also Xbox One. So if you don't want to do That's a PC That's already thing, coming out? Wait, Wilds. Yeah. Sorry. Outer Wilds, yeah. That's uh, yeah, where it yeah. throws me too. There's two similar. Yeah, they are. <clears throat> then we have Conan Unconquered for PC. Super Kane Magic Zero. Don't know what that is. Uh, for Nintendo Switch, Ages of Mages, The Last Keeper for Nintendo Switch, Arnacute for Nintendo Switch, and Dynabomb for Nintendo Switch. Then on the 31st, there's a lot of games coming out this week. Really we is. have Pix Arc for PC or PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. Mowing and throwing for Nintendo Switch, which we have we played that. What do I feel like we played that? Maybe, maybe we did. Maybe we saw it at a at a PAX. Probably. I mean, at the end of the day, at they PAX all kind of the whole weekend. It's mm-hmm. all melted together. Then the house in Fata Morgana sounds right for PlayStation Four. Warlock's Tower for Nintendo Switch. Trover Saves the Universe, which I'm looking forward to for yes. PlayStation 4 and PlayStation VR. Is that another one you're not going to be able to play? No, I bought it for PC. Oh, good. Good. Just uh, know if it's a PC version, I'm going I'm to go there first normally. <laughs> well, I mean, at least you've got backups. I have my PlayStation because I love their exclusives, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, there's also Warhammer Chaos Bane. For Xbox One and PC, Crypt of the Serpent King for Nintendo Switch, Among the Sleep Enhanced Edition for Xbox One, Super Arcade Soccer for Nintendo Switch, and Gollum Gates for Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. 
Good job. Thank you. <laughs> now it's time to name that game. You can't tell. The word okay. Yes. So I've got a few. And, you know, there was a point when I started looking at how many I had, and I was like, I really should cut back. But then I was just able to come up with names for these. <laughs> and I was just like, well, you they're so spread them out over time. Don't I be like one week where you're like screwed yourself or something. You're like, God, I can't think of anything. Yeah. I mean, I really should have. But, I mean, we're here now. We so are. this is a thing. And I hope I get you this time. Because you did really good last time. I think I did. it's because it you had someone play time. off of. You Maybe. know, I think. Maybe the pressure so, is what I need. The competition. Yeah, so, so we'll see if you're starting to pick up on uh, my, my methods, my madness, maybe. or maybe it's just the pressure. We'll see. Okay, so <laughs> again, the way I'm trying to do these is I'm trying to give you the description as best as I can without really altering what's being said, but I do alter a few things just to ensure that you're not going to have the title necessarily in the description so mm -hmm. the first one hello dear friend i want to tell you a story about cats that live on a magic toadstool it will be a very kind and sweet adventure try to imagine the tallest building in the world did you imagine the magic sure. toadstool is even taller what yeah it reaches out to the sun through the clouds and clouds and around it, the ocean splashes loudly. Now, on this toadstool live, live fairy tale creatures who love to bask in the sun and just sit back. They love to play musical instruments and listen to the sound of the ocean. They built their little houses on toadstool's hat and even built a mill to grind clouds. Yummy cakes are made from cloud flour. But what is wrong, you may ask? Well, winter is coming soon and it will be very cold. The good fairy has made warm hats for everyone, but dropped them when she flew by the sun. Someone has to help find all the hats and prepare for winter. I hope it will be you. It's a really long description. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so. Most people would have cut out about three sentences in there. Anyway, so we're saving but it was just from so, the, the mushroom tall building. Got it. Yeah. So, <laughs> But it just sounded so magical. I just had to put it all in there. So is this game Mushroom Cats, Fairy Tale Felines, Magic Malkins, or Tabby's Hat Quest? I'm going to go with D. Tabby's, Tabby's. Hat Quest. It was A, Mushroom Cats. Damn. I don't know why they just seem like the, a name that would be perfect for a game like that. Oh, yeah. let's go on a hat quest. Why not? All right. All right. The next one. Years have passed and the Lich have returned to the town. Years ago, he was defeated by a hero, but that doom has come again. The river is dry and the forests are full of danger. One little girl wants to save everyone in the town, but she can't do it all alone. This adventure game is played in short sessions of five minutes. 
Each time you complete a quest, a day passes. But you can use your gold to get things instantly. The game is built like a giant puzzle that you have to resolve to save everybody in the town. There's only one way to achieve this, so you'll have to squeeze your brain fully to complete the game. Okay. Is this A, Lumber Lass, B, Wood Boy, C, Timber Kid, or D, Grove Girl? I don't like any of these names. <laughs> <sighs> what were they again? Now I'm trying to go through them in my head, and they're all... Lumber Lass, Lumber Lass. Wood, Boy, Wood Boy, Timber Kid, Timber or Grove Girl. Oh my god, I don't like any of them. I, I'm going to go with the worst one that I feel. Grow Girl. It is B, Wood Boy. Damn it. The one I didn't repeat, too. Like, for some reason, that wouldn't, one wouldn't stick in my head. <laughs> I just See, that's what we're trying to point time. out here with all these names, is how yep. just unforgettable they are. Oh, back to normal. Yeah. Okay, so are you tired of easy and repetitive turn-based battles? Tired of missing attacks? Tired of never using states? I don't know what that has to do with anything. Then look no further. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, then look no further. You are forced to become an adventurer for circumstances out of your control. The protagonist and his companions must face dozens of challenging battles. Resilient enemies, dangerous foes, nasty opponents, you name it, they will face it. Can you make them thrive regardless of adversities? Even in challenges and survival modes? Meanwhile, have fun with your story. Okay. <laughs> Is this... <laughs> A. The Battles of Spwack. B. The Challenges of Nurkle. C. The Survival of Bortus. Or D. The Adventures of Joe. Oh, dear God. I don't know. C. <laughs> like, all of those sound ridiculous. I'm just going to go C. Final answer. It is A, the Battles of Splack. <laughs> like, I don't know what any of those words mean that you just said. Yeah. And I don't know why I can't, can't make it relate to what you just described the game as, so any of them could have worked for me. That's fine. <laughs> okay. If anyone wants to make these games that they're hearing that do not exist, I mean, I'll gladly, uh, you know, fork over the name. Sell them to you. There you go. Now, in, uh, funny enough, if you pick the one that had the name of a character from a show that I watch, and I don't know if you watch, known as the Orville. You watch no, the Orville? No, I've been told I should. Like, yeah. I remember watching a few episodes, and I don't have any... Like, I can't remember why I didn't continue it, but I've heard it's okay. amazing. Like, it's just yeah. gotten so good. Well, Bordas is a character in the Oracle. Okay. That was I know I've watched at least the I first couple, from. three maybe. I need to go mm -hmm. back. That's fine. If you can, whenever you can. Uh, the next game. In 1560, a painting was created featuring 218 children who have literally taken over a medieval town. They are playing peculiar games, there are no adults in sight, and one of the children is taunting you to step in and play hide-and-seek. 
That's when the painting becomes your playground. Can you find the 218 imps before time runs out in this bizarre VR game? Now, 18 imps. Mm -hmm. now, is this A, children's games, B, Pieter's painting, C, 123 Bruegel, or D, Jendwa Trzy Zemborska? <laughs> I would love to think you made up D. Oh, God. So I kind of want to go with D. I have no idea, though. I'll just say D. Sure. It was C. One, two, three, Bruegel. <laughs> I just liked how you said D better. Well, yeah, Absolutely. because I did I did make it up. However, Jeden, Dwa, and Trzy is one, two, three in uh, Polish. Oh, And I'm probably right? not even saying it right. Probably not. But okay. uh, Zimborska. Yeah, hey. just had a good name to it, you know. <laughs> okay, plus all those other names. This is a fun little trivia fact. Uh, the painting actually does exist, and it's called yeah. Children's Games, and it was painted by Pieter Bruegel. So see, it all works in there. And it's all in there. Things. Yeah, you're learning stuff. Look at this. And Zimborska is probably something, too, that I cannot remember at the moment. But it's connected. Hopefully so, it's a real word, yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. It was a name I pulled from somewhere, but I don't remember where. But it, it's it's we connected. We just cussed out somebody's family member, and we have no Maybe idea. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. <laughs> uh, next game. This point-and-click adventure features a series of mysterious contract killings that took place in the city of N. Like the letter. Okay. N. Someone set the local mafia groups on each other. Fear swallows the city. The case is taken by Detective Deer. He intends to find the killer and take him to jail. However, a message is left for you. Yes, you. The player. You. Me. You have been warned. You are a suspect. Is this a... Sir Scorch Sack, B, <laughs> Mr. Burnhouse, C, Mrs. Meltdown, or D, Deer in the Headlights? Oh, man. <clears throat> I love A, so it's probably wrong. Um, so I'm going to go with B. Is it Mr. Burnside? Is B? Mr. Burnhouse. Burnhouse, and, sure. Mm. And you're correct. Yes. Hey! Hey, look at you. You got your one. I got my one. That's all we need. All right, we got two more. And then... Oh, shoot. Maybe, maybe, maybe you'll get them, maybe you won't. So we'll find out. Fingers crossed. Okay. Have you ever wanted to see a zombie punting humans in the name of justice? Shh, of course. Great. Then this game is a fast-paced, score-driven action game wherein you use your zombified claws, which I didn't know zombies had claws, but whatever, uh, to hey, rack up their world. Yeah, sure. Uh, to rack up damage on your targets before drop-kicking them for massive points. Is this a zombie soccer? B punting with the undead? C 
Field Gold Freaks or D Dropkick Zombie? I feel like I'm torn between like B and D. Mm, D. It's probably wrong. You're it is correct. Me. Oh, was I right? Yes. Hey. You got two. two. All right. It's too much pressure now, man. Well, last one. All right. Are you ready? I'm as I'm gonna be. Yes. Okay. Let's do it. The world was beautiful some time ago. We lived together in our lovely cottage, digging some mud every day. Suddenly, everything has changed. Huge, angry mole has come and kidnapped my beautiful sweetheart. Will you support me? Will you dig with me and help me save my beloved? Watch out for rolling stones, spikes, spider's nets, TNT, lava, and of course bats. Let's dig together. Let's find some treasure. Let's put them on the ground and make some money. I love mining. I need to dig and rescue my sweetheart. Is this A. Digger Man B. Max Miner C. Love Down Below or D. Sam Shaft Sam Shaft <laughs> Um... God, okay. Digger what? Man digger, digger man. Digger man. Mm-hmm. I hope that's not it, because that's just, I don't like that. Um, <laughs> I just don't. Uh, what was B? Max Minor. I'm going to go with B, Max Minor. It was A, Digger Man. That's Is why he didn't really? like it. Yeah. It's treading too closely, man. That's what I thought, too. I was like, you know, yeah. it would be terrible if something slipped out of my mouth wrong today. And Yeah, that's not good. Uh, dads, yeah. change that. Don't do that. Yeah, you really should. You really should. So, I had to debate on what I wanted to talk about today. Yeah. And uh, I felt like it would be fun since... I'm excited about something that's happening later this week. I thought it would be fun to talk about Godzilla games. There you go. Because Godzilla's coming out, King of the Monsters. I'm hearing a lot of great things about it. Just getting all excited. I'm hyped. I've, I've mm-hmm. just, I've been more, I, I know this is going to sound weird to a lot of people. I have been more hyped for this movie than I was Avengers Endgame. I did want to see Endgame. I was very excited to see it. But I think I had to disconnect myself from that movie. So nothing got spoiled. So all my hype came to this movie. You know, and I've been kind of doing the same thing. But at the same time, I don't feel like they're doing anything actively to spoil anything. There's not really anything to spoil per se. I'm sure there is. But I don't know. It's just all I know is monster movie mayhem. And I'm just like, I'm in. Take my money, you know. So hopefully they do it well. It does look really, yeah. It does look really good. I've I've heard a lot of great things about it. I'm I'm super excited. I even got to hear the film score because the album came out Friday. And let me tell you, as a fan, having the knowledge and fandom of all the Japanese movies that exist, they used. The original theme song to Godzilla, his score, his music. Not like took the tracks from those movies 
and just replay them here, but they took the score and recomposed it. And it was just like, you're using his theme. Thank you. And I even got a, I, I complimented the, uh, the score writer, uh, Bear McCreary, who people may know from video game. He wrote the score for God of War, the last game that came out. And he's done other stuff in TV and movies and stuff like that. But I told him, I said, you had me at the first track. You know, I'm not even done with the album. And he actually liked it on Twitter. So I was like, oh, look at that. It's pretty cool. Excellent. (laughs) But anyway, with all that said, um, one thing I've kind of noticed, and we we kind of talked about this where I kind of mentioned I've been playing Godzilla recently. Critics never really cared for that game. You know, a lot of people shit on it. And they were just like, this is a garbage game or whatever. But I like it. You know, for what it is. So what I started doing is I started looking back on a lot of Godzilla games, and I noticed that there's really not a lot that are critically acclaimed, if any. You know, some have higher marks, but there are no, there's not one out there that's like, this is the definitive Godzilla game ever made. It's the greatest game ever. It's not yeah. that none have ever reached that. They're just all, that's eh, all right. Or, oh, it's just terrible. So <clears throat> I just... Wanted to kind of look back on it and discuss what was out there and maybe try to find a trend as to why. Because if we look back at the very first Godzilla game that was ever made, it was on a Commodore 64, so you're not going to expect great things. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. (laughs) It came out in 1983. It wasn't groundbreaking, but it was the first game. So if you wanted to say that for anything, it was the first game. Uh, for the next five years, he'd be featured in other games that were kind of like for the Commodore, but these odd systems that I've never heard of, like the MXS or something like that. They were like home computers or something. Like, I don't know what they were, but it was just all these kind of odd. There was a component. ton of random little like yeah. computer things around that time, too, because it was just starting to find itself into the home. Mm-hmm. And insanely expensive. Right. So there, were, but a lot of these games, it was either they featured him or he was like used as a headliner. I think there was like one called Godzilla versus three major monsters, whatever the hell they are. <laughs> it seems so random. But they were big. Yep. And then there was other games that just kind of featured him in the game. I think there was one called Monsters Fair, and it was just monsters all around, and he just happened to be in it. Uh, I never played any of those games. And even looking back on them, because I really wanted to dig and find these games, I don't feel like I missed anything. Like, my childhood is not missing that, that one game. So I'm, right. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm glad We're good, uh, yeah. that uh, I didn't really get around to those. But in 1988, Godzilla Monster of Monsters came out on the NES, and this was my introduction to Godzilla in video games, if not one of my early experiences with the character. Because being only eight at the time, I really didn't know a lot of Godzilla movies. Like, when I f- first saw him, it was maybe a movie called Godzilla vs. Megalon, and the only reason I remember it, everybody seemed to have it. It was like that one Godzilla movie. If you had a Godzilla movie, that was probably it, because it was just that one circulated all the time. Now it's hard to find, which is really ironic. Um, <clears throat> so when I saw King Kong vs. Godzilla for the first time, like, in store, on a VHS... My mind was like, what? Like, I could I couldn't wrap my head around. I was like, this is the greatest. I gotta see this. Ah. <laughs> so, yeah, I couldn't. My I it was overload. But anyway, 
Uh, <laughs> in this in this game, it's very you can straight. see the steam coming off of his yeah. head right now, guys. The recreation. <laughs> but with this game, seeing certain monsters that were featured here, uh, they were foreign to me because I, I didn't know who they were. I mean, I was kind of aware, I think, of Mothra at the time, but not to the degree I am now, which is like, oh, there's the, the Mothra thing, that thing. Yeah. Uh, so it was intriguing, you know, because a lot of these monsters that they featured, some were his nemesis in some of the movies, and then others weren't even featured in a Godzilla movie. They were just monsters they pulled from other Japanese monster movies and just said, yeah, we can use that one. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Just why not, you know? Because it was being produced by that company, and they just said, fuck it, throw that, throw that one in there. It'd be fun. It's another monster you can fight. So... It was kind of interesting because I would look at them and be like, who is this? Who is that? I'm curious about this monster. I want to see the movie that they're in because I don't know this monster. So it kind of got me to digging. But at the same time, I didn't have internet at the time. So right. I couldn't just Google who is Mogera. I, I had to sit on that for years before I was like, oh, that's the, the, the thing. So despite how you play, it was very interesting because it's kind of a 2D side-scrolling actioner. But it's not fluid, like you don't have stage go through one and then stage you go through another like most games at the, the time do. You actually had a grid that was actually playing chess. <coughs> and then you would move your characters, Godzilla or Mothra, to a space. You would go there, destroy the alien tech or whatever the hell was on that area. Then you move on, and then your enemy can move their pieces, which is a monster, or I think at times it could be like a, a some sort of tech. I don't remember. It's been so long. But essentially you played that game, and then even when you fought one of your enemies, the fight would only last for, I think, 30, 40 seconds, give or take. And then your opponent, if you didn't damage them, they would move away. So you'd have to go out and chase them. So it, it's kind of interesting how they did that, you know? It wasn't necessarily the same type of games you see in other situations. They, they kind of twisted it up a little bit, which made it unique in that way. But we're going to get into more why that's kind of odd for these games as well. Because for me, it was fun. You know, as a kid, I was like, I'm getting to play as Godzilla. I'm getting to play as Mothra. It was kind of neat for what it was, but it's not a game changer by any means. It's, it's just unique. The next game that released after that came out on the Game Boy, and that was in 1990, and it was actually a port of one of those older computer games that I mentioned. Uh, okay. And it's like a puzzle game, which you have to figure out, like you're, you have boulders in the way. And you have to figure out how to get from the starting point to the end point by moving the boulders a certain way. And once they're moved out of the way, then you can traverse up to the end. Problem solved. Got your puzzle. Not exactly what you'd imagine a Godzilla game being. Right. Yeah. So it was kind of one of those odd things. And like they were kind of using the name to sell it. Just kind of yeah, what it sounds I, like. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty know? much. Uh, I mean, in fact, I didn't actually get to play this game until 1998. So it was like eight years oh. later. I just happened to have a Game Boy. Well, I mean, for what it was, I'll say this. As a puzzle game, it's interesting. It's it's a fun little puzzle game. Just don't go in saying, Godzilla, yeah, I'm going to destroy everything. Uh, no. If you, if you wanted, if they wanted to resell this, maybe repackage it or something like that as like a mobile puzzle game today, it would still work. It's a fun puzzle game. 
It's just not what you would necessarily associate with Godzilla. That's okay. why it's one of those oddball, like, you could put anything on this. It would still be fun for what it is. Just don't expect anything beyond <laughs> a puzzle game. being slapped on it, yeah. Right. So the next game that he was seen in after that one was some game called Cur- uh, Circus Capers, where he had a cameo with Rodan, which is some weird reason. Like, this is how weird it kind of gets with this character. And uh, you can kind of start to... You're going to start seeing a pattern as I go through these. Uh, but then the next actual game that came out was Godzilla 2 War of the Monsters, which was the second on the NES. Now, even more of a departure from the last game, this game is more like a turn-based strategy game uh reminded like if you had a game to really connect it to maybe like breath of fire where you have your your pieces set out and then you have to move only you can only move a certain selection of spaces only certain characters can move maybe one can only go straight maybe one can only go in a circle so you're essentially playing your your pieces and then a monster's coming to invade and you've got to stave it off somehow so you got to Alright, do I put the tanks in here? Do I move the, the bigger gun over here? The Mazer comes in here and the jet fighters are there. It's That's all it is. And then when you finally connect to the other monster, you'll come into this fight zone and then you'll get like this... What do you call it? Like a... Uh, oh man. A brain. Come on. Slot machines. There you go. And oh, then you okay. gotta tap the buttons to see if you can match up three and hopefully get a good hit in. Or maybe you don't. And... Again, it's not a bad game. I actually remember playing this, I won't say too recently, but within the last few years maybe, I remember coming back to it and was like, I'm going to check this out. It's a good strategy game. You know, it's something unique. Again, it's not what you're imagining for a Godzilla game. You know, it does work. I understand because you're actually not playing as Godzilla. You're playing as the armed forces. So it does flip the script a little bit, but not what you're expecting. So if you just if you're wanting to try out a, a strategy game, yeah, I mean it, it's it's pretty neat, but still odd. So, <laughs> so when with, can we play as Godzilla? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what it comes but down it's to. A monster Smash game. Because when you start looking at games that came out after that, we got treated to Battle Soccer, which is soccer with monsters. Then there was another Japanese Godzilla game that was forgettable. Uh, I the next one that I remember playing after that one came out in 94 for the Super Nintendo which was Super Godzilla now I have went into great detail did a retro review for this a long time ago so if you want to know what I think about that you can go back and listen to that needless to say I played this one a lot I had it I owned it but it was not conventional because you walk around a city you see Godzilla appear, but down at the bottom, you're essentially following a map. So you're going to follow the dots on the map. So all this appears just eye candy. Everything you want to know is down here. And then when you finally collide, then you kind of go into a fight mode. Now this is where it kind of gets more interesting is because when you go into the fight mode, you can kind of get these cinematic scenes. You know, when you use a special move, which is kind of neat. But again, odd. You know, yeah. very unconventional. So, eventually, they finally pivoted into fighting games, which is what you'd expect for these characters, these things, is what it's all about. And this is a time when Street Fighter was popular, Mortal Kombat was popular, they were all the rage, so finally putting him into a fighting game makes sense. Uh, 
However, there were really only two that came out before shifting back into the odd game territory. Uh, even Sony made a few titles based on their um, lizard Godzilla. Zilla, oh, yeah. as we like to call him. Uh, yeah. And you know what? I'll say it, it's really not a bad movie. It's just not a Godzilla movie. Just saying. Just going to say that. It's fun, campy, cheesy, fine. It's just not a Godzilla movie. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, but, you know, these were simple. The type of fighting games you kind of imagine in the 90s where it was just just beating them up and then you got a special move, but it's nothing like you see today. It's just smash, 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 smash. That's all they were. Uh, in 98, Sega released uh, Godzilla Generations on the Dreamcast, which actually marked Godzilla's first foray into a 3D environment. I remember seeing this game in a magazine, and I got so excited. I was like, oh my god, Godzilla's 3D, and I'm going to smash the building. Yeah! And then I realized it's on a Dreamcast. I don't have Dreamcast. It's published by Sega. I'm never seeing it on anything else, so damn it. I was upset. Yeah, so... But, I don't think I missed anything because the game got shit reviews. So, uh, <laughs> Well, you might have been that one that loved it, yeah. It possibly, possibly. Uh, it even got a sequel in Japan. I think it's called Godzilla Generations Maximum Impact. And it also got shit reviews. So, you know, there's, there's things that happen. Uh, so, I, I mean, looking back on it, because I did kind of watch a little video, I, w- I can see where at the time... I was like, <gasps> but the graphics are so dated now. <laughs> so right. Maybe yeah. I wouldn't. Now, in 2002, Godzilla actually goes back to the fighting arena and in the more 3D environments that we're becoming more accustomed to. And this kicked off a just a trilogy of fighting games. One was called Destroy All Monsters Melee, which was developed by Pipework Software and published by Atari, if I'm not mistaken. And they did a, a service, serviceable job, if I may say, because I, I remember having it for the GameCube. It was, it was pretty fun, you know, but okay. I feel like it gets old quick because there's only so much fighting you can do and be like, ah, I'm having so much fun. This is getting old, you know. Yeah. You just, there's not a lot to do. You just, yeah, you fight, you fight, you fight, you fight. And it's just like, yeah, okay. Well, so it's, it's really good in small doses. Uh, but I couldn't. I couldn't see. I, I know that I couldn't sit for hours playing this game. It would be like, all right, I'm done. You know, maybe right. one went through through the story mode maybe, and I'm good. Yeah. But you got I'm, I'm, 30 minutes I'm to done. kill. Let's sit down. Now I, I will say that there was one thing I did appreciate from it uh, that I thought was interesting is they did like these little cutscenes at the beginning and at the end of uh, the story mode that featured like this alien that looked like one of the aliens that they created in the old movies where it had like this odd <laughs> polyester suit or I don't know it was just weird you'd have to see what I'm talking about anyway yeah. uh, he's sitting there he's like ah oh, we have come to take over the monsters are going to take over you know they're going we're controlling the monsters and they're going to destroy everything and nothing can stop us ha ha and then they did this little wink and a nod to the old cheesy way of things and all of a sudden he's like I'm glad that's over and someone's like He's like, oh, we're still on? Ha! I will kill you! And then they cut off. <laughs> so yeah. I was just like, okay. So that's, that's good cheesy fun. Kind of winking fun, yeah. back yeah. to that. Uh, the, the game, along with, there were two others that came out, which I don't feel like I played. 
maybe one of them. Uh, Godzilla Save the Earth and Godzilla Unleashed. They were essentially the same games, in a manner of speaking. The same fighting styles, but of course I make the changes and the graphics kind of get better. The first one, Destroy All Monsters Melee, got mixed reviews, but they were never really great. It was just like, yeah, you know, it's, it's pretty fun. It's a fighter. It's for what it is. And then slowly they go down, which is really odd to me because you'd think you'd get better. You find out what your flaws were in the first game, and you improve on that. And then you find out what the flaws that are in that game, and you improve upon that. And that didn't seem to be the case. It just got lazy and just said, eh, just put whatever in there. It's fine. So it, it's funny that that's how that worked. Because in 2007, when Unleashed came out, that was his last console game for eight years. And he had been pretty prominent having a console game up to that time. Uh, after that happened, or after that game, we had numerous mobile games come out. Uh, a lot of them were based on you know, other properties like Godzilla in Japan. And then of course the movie came out in 2014. Of course everybody jumped on that and it was everything from strategy games, survival horror, and even like match three games, which, you know, why not? Throw well, Godzilla mean, in that. Yeah. It works. Yeah, but then we come strategy games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but when then we get to 2015, we see the release of Godzilla on PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4. Uh, if you got a PlayStation 4, you got additional monsters, which is also pretty cool, but like I said, critics didn't like it. And I gotta say, I love it because it is it embodies in a game everything those are you know it doesn't really have that I can really think of I mean I'm sure there are just little moments in there where it can kind of get campy and cheesy but there's just something about how it presents itself how you get to play it that just feels like I'm getting to experience this firsthand I'm getting to create this mayhem and this, you know, all this stuff with the monsters, and I'm actually getting to fight one. So, I just feel like everything is genuine to what we've been presented to as fans. If you tried to speed up the monsters in any way, shape, or form, I feel like it would just not be genuine. And then, I guess what I started to learn from this is that maybe Godzilla games are much like the movies. They're just not meant for everyone. You know, they're meant for people who love these characters, who love this this franchise as it is because I can't come to you and expect you to like any of these games, even if I do, because I have something connected. You know, there's something about it that I can overlook. I can just be like, I can overlook it because this is kind of cool. You know, yeah. there's any flaws that people can point out about that Godzilla game, I'll just say... This is cool, man. You're right, but I still <laughs> you know, like it. Yeah. I'm getting to hear the monsters as they are. I'm getting to see them do what they do. I'm loving every minute as I'm getting to smash around everything and just watch the buildings. And the fact that the buildings even fall and explode, so to speak, the way they do in the movies. Come on. That's yeah. that's it's just love. smash them up fun, yeah. Exactly. So I'm not gonna say that. If you're a non-Godzilla fan, that you need to go out and play these, you know, it's it's just not gonna not gonna happen. You know, maybe there's one out there that maybe I could get some of you to play, 
but I, I doubt it. I'm just, I just don't think so. Much like the movies. If I, Lace, if I was going to come to you and I wanted you to watch a Godzilla movie, I would have to choose very carefully. You know, pick one that is <laughs> Which not one so. Which you want to start me with? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was just like I've got to make sure that this is going to be one that you might be like, okay, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. You know, because some do go way out into left field. You know, and if I started you off, that's the reason to love it. Exactly. Exactly. You but know, like there's sometimes some people out there argue. That I've watched where I'm like, this is garbage, but I had so much fun. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Why are there five Sharknado movies? There's enough people out there that understand this concept. Yeah. Right? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe one day, I mean, these games, if you don't like them, who knows? Ten years from now, a kid who's never played a game in his life, a kid who's never known Godzilla picks up one of these games and falls in love, and that would be amazing. So we never know. So just, just take them as they are. I love it for what it is. That's what you ought to do with everything. It's true. That's all I'm saying. So if everybody liked the same thing, you mm-hmm. know what I've always said. That's right. It'd be a pretty dull world. But I will say that to uh, the rest of you, you know, now that we're done talking about this, uh, I mean, go out and see Godzilla King of the Monsters because I'm sure it's going to be amazing. But that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if I hear I mean, it otherwise, does look like it'll be fun for me. It'll probably be wait till it you know comes to. What do we call it now? I, I still say video, but I know that's not, we don't do that. Digital anymore. and Blu-ray is how they, pr- there you go. because okay. we don't even so say, digitally. I remember, I remember when it was, you know, get it now on DVD. And then all of a sudden it was like, find it on DVD and Blu-ray. And then they switched it up yeah. and they were like, get it on Blu-ray and DVD. And then slowly DVD disappeared and it was like, get it on Blu-ray and digital. And now it's digital and Blu-ray. Swapping <laughs> they it want you to go with the non-physical first they because if you can get it you can same. get it you can get it digital two weeks early what kind of garbage is that i hate that okay so if i bought because they're not copying nothing i guess onto something and shipping but, it out to stores or whatever the process is okay but if i bought something on blu-ray that comes with a digital copy why can't i have that digital copy right then why do I have I to wait know. for the code inside? That's just, I see what I'm like saying? I feel process I've never put myself through. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Honestly, I know there's always been like, I'm sure I have bought a movie that had like a digital copy code and I don't think I've ever done anything with it. Maybe Give I'm them giving to it me. away for all I know. I have no idea. Give them to me. I, okay. I'll be Next honest with you. Next time I ever buy anything. Yeah. <laughs> like as long that. as I don't have it. Yeah. Give it to me. Because I feel I, like I'm at the point in my life, if it's not on Netflix or Hulu, it probably just doesn't exist in my world. I mean, there was a time I, I would say that I, I was kind of against the whole digital thing. I was like, I don't want digital. And then I was half tempted to start throwing my codes away, but I always kept them. And then I finally thought, eh, okay, let's, let's look into the digital market and figure it out. And of course, mm-hmm. now that you can, the Movies Anywhere app, I think is what it is, where you can connect everything makes oh yeah oh god i love it so much it's like yes this is what it all should be this is what you should have this for pc because it was like whether you have google play whether you have voodoo whether you have amazon whether you have whatever you buy it on you put it in here and it will all siphon to this one spot and then it will spread to everywhere so every movie that i have purchased i can watch on google play i can watch it on youtube i can watch it on amazon i can watch it on voodoo and I was like, thank you. Thank you. Oh, my you God. For How have I not heard my... of this? This sounds amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. 
Movies anywhere. Just connect your accounts okay. and it will all siphon to the same place. Amazing. Blowing so, my mind right now. Yeah. So when I got that, I was like, yeah, I'll do digital because now I have my physical copy that I want. But then I also have my digital copy just in case I don't have my physical. You know, maybe we're sitting at somebody else's house and I'm like, hey, you want to watch a movie? And I'm like, oh, man, I wish I'd have brought this. Ah, I whip but it up on I digital. Have. Exactly. See, it's the what beauty a world of- we live in. We do. It's my kids are not going to know our world <laughs> that we never used know the to struggle. have. I can't wait to hear the next round of complaints, though. Yeah, you know, because I feel like I'm finally at that age where I can laugh. Because mm-hmm. you know, when I was growing up, I'm sure I did the same bratty stuff and complained about stuff that my mom and dad were just like, "Oh, if she only knew." You know? If she now, only... I think I'm getting to that age where I can start being that curmudgeon, where like young teens and early twenties bitch about stuff. And I'm like, "Oh, mm. if you only knew." <laughs> <laughs> that's sad i'm like i can't wait for the day i can look down upon the next generation (laughs) well that's all i got i'm i'm done talking about my godzillas i'm done talking about digital movies and all that so if i've blown your mind at all today about any of this stuff yeah you're welcome thank you no but i've uh, learned today good wasn't expecting that when i got up (laughs) but that's our show Thank you to all of our listeners out there in Radio Land. You can remember to follow us on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. You can find us on Instagram to view our weekly icon art, which I thought last week's was a hoot. This one's all yes. right. Uh, shoot us an email at <laughs> supermegacrash at gmail.com. We'll read it on the show. You can support the show by pressing a like button. You can leave a review wherever you listen to the pod. Uh, you can even go to patreon.com slash pencil and paper productions. And should you want to share the love, tell your friends to find us on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network found on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and even at youtube.com slash pencilpaperproductions. Thank you so much for listening. I am Stephen White. I'm Lacey O'Finley. Join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.